What's up, what's up? Welcome everybody to M Talk, the Millennial Show. This is your boy Vincent Ellis White. I am the podcast host and director. You can follow me at Vincent Ellis White on everything in my man. Listen, once again, we back at it. What episode is this? Episode 30, my Episode brother. 30? Jesus. Episode 30. 3 mm-hmm. Best podcast in Richmond. Let's go. Maybe the whole internet. Let's I don't go. know. But look, this is your man Hoy Kuwaku Simmons. That's Hoy underscore Kuwaku underscore Simmons on everything. Kaka. And listen, man, I'm excited. And I might let him introduce himself because, you know, he going to come with the okay. smooth, suave, joy. Plus, he live. So, you know, I got to let him know <laughs> But I was just going to say, this is my brother. Um, I just know him as Travis, man. But some people call him TJ. They might call him Minister Pastor. I don't know. We're going to ask that later on. But um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. We got a special guest. Tell him who you are, sir. What's going on, everybody? I'm Travis TJ Woods. Um, you know, I'm just honored to be here. Uh I am a minister. I'm licensed. I got, thank God I got licensed about a year ago. Let's go. I'm Bishop Dane Robinson Jr. Um, so it's an honor to be a minister of the gospel. Um, but for real, I'm just Travis. You know, I'm just here. Um, excited to be about God's work, about, you know, doing some kingdom building, you know. So um, however I could do that, that's why I'm here. So thank y'all for inviting me. So basically what Travis is saying, I'm going to translate that. He's saying, put some, <laughs> put some respect on my name. I'm a minister. <laughs> no, I'm just doing it. That's my guy. Um, so we'll hop right into it, man. So uh, we're talking uh, community wealth building. Uh, that's, that's the title I'm thinking about looking at today. We'll see. But um, new title, right? City of Richmond, community wealth building. Can you kind of tell us what that entails, your day-to-day activities? Man, it is so awesome, man. It's really, you know, I, I'm not going to try to be too spiritual y'all but i gotta give god glory because it's really god ordained you know Mm -hmm. for me to be in this position i gotta give god credit for that because um community the office community wealth building is a department in the city of richmond just like you know dss social services just like dpu um we are department um been in existence i think about two years um our director is reggie gordon and uh, my direct supervisor is valerie mitchell Mm. um and basically uh, we are in the city helping people build wealth literally um we our focus is people that's living in poverty um we help you know we say we help everybody we focus in uh screening people in not screening people out um, when you're dealing with the workforce industry, uh, especially when you're dealing with a lot of federal dollars, you know, a lot of different workforce organizations, they are, um, they have a lot of strict guidelines and it's not, they can't help everybody, you know, um, and we take it upon ourselves to say, hey, even if we can't help you with a job, we're going to try to connect it to somebody, connect it to some type of resource. But we focus in on those that's in poverty, um, that are living in the city of Richmond and surrounding counties. And we, we, our goal is to decrease um, the poverty rate by the year of 2030 by 40% amongst adults. Um, and that's that's a huge goal, and we yeah. have uh, you know goals per year that we try to yeah. we, we focus on meeting. And uh, as a mayor's initiative, big shout out to Mayor Lavar Stoney, yeah. um, you sure. know, because it's, it's a Lavar. We need you on, brother. Stop playing, come on, Lavar. But yeah, big shout out to him, man, because um, we actually was at City Hall last Monday for the for the meeting, and um, 
he gave a great speech about what how we're helping people. Our director Reggie Gordon spoke. So we're doing some great things, man. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I don't feel like I mean, I, honestly, I'd be like, yo, they pay me to do this. Yeah. That's how I feel yeah. like every day. Because you was already doing it. I was already doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I literally go out in the community and help people get jobs, man. That ex felon, that you know, um, that baby mama, you know, mm. that baby daddy, you know, whoever it is, um, that's that homeless person, you know. That's trying. The thing about it is, we call our people that come in participants. So, so you know, you you whatever you whatever you you know put in, that's what you're gonna get out of. You don't put nothing in, you ain't getting nothing. So you got to do your part. You know. So yeah. um, we're excited about what God is doing with the Office Community Wealth Building, man. And um, it's, it's it's I look at it as it's on the cutting edge. It's, it's major because uh, this is one of the only city funded workforce um, uh, ventures that you've seen in the country, mm -hmm. you know, city funded, you know, and yeah. we got to go beyond, you know, it's not always fun because we got to go in front of city council and fight for money, Ooh. you know, <laughs> fight so we can pay staff and so we can help more people, you know, so. Them city council meetings starting to, starting to look like verbal uh, MMA fights, man. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just brutal. Yeah. They, they are brutal. But yeah. you said something so key just now. You said that you cannot believe you're being paid for this. Come yeah. on, boy. That's how you know that that's a calling. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to do. Yes, now, yes. I want to ask you, as far as wealth building and helping out people that come into your program, I know we all said, well, get a job, get a degree. And people work jobs sometimes that they hate, but they're getting a nice paycheck. Right. So, when you're helping individuals... How important is the calling aspect of what you're trying to get them to do? How important is it that these people feel a connection to whatever it is that they're trying to do to build wealth? And then I have another question for you. <laughs> I can tell you one of them guys got a lot of questions. Man, you know, um, that's everything. You know, um, we... Like, I'm big on building relationships. I know Vincent yes, is, too. Yes, yeah, he Vincent. always says it all the time. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel like if you don't build relationships with people, man, and, you know, and you're trying to do work with them, it's, it's hard. It's so hard. They're going to feel like you're using them. Like, you come Absolutely. ask for something, then you don't talk to them ever again until you Absolutely. want something else. That's not a relationship. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we can go somewhere else with that, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Vince about to get married, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He got relationships all over his back, you know. <laughs> Give me started, please. <laughs> but um, you know, um, yeah, but but relationship building and actually, you know, my site, I'm over the south side, and okay. that's the site that I supervise. I got a great team. And I, you know, I, I'm big on like I told the staff, like over there, like, we're gonna focus on building relationships. We're mm -hmm. gonna focus on going in the community, making connection, and getting them inside our door. Um, and let making sure that they know that we're helping them. Um you know, a calling when you see, and I can go so many places. I would say, well, you taking them to the minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. talk about the calling, and uh -huh. you know, because even in in church, even whatever you do, I feel like we sometimes miss that. You know, that relationship building. Um, that's why so many people have left the church. That's why so many people have left organizations because they don't feel like they have a relationship. And you know, even in you know, I go to a mega ministry. I go to Mount Gilead, and. Um, you know, even even there, man, we're big on building relationships with people. We're building on, big on letting people know that we love them and we care for them. And, yeah. you know, and it's a great thing about a church like even mine, where we started off small, you know, like I think when Bishop got there, I don't want to say it wrong, but I think about 20-some members, something like that, 22. And That's when it was on Wansley Road? It was on Wansley when he yeah. first got there. And 
now we you know have a big ministry but we didn't start there we mm -hmm. started you know that's why you know you shouldn't despise small beginnings because mm -hmm. you know we started off small you know bishop he been the way that what he's doing now man he'd been doing for years Indeed. you know and Indeed. people look at the wealth that you know and all that but he started off with nothing you know and yeah. um so even with community wealth building man we focus in on building relationships we focus in and one thing about reggie and valerie they're big on customer service they push customer service we want people to feel the love man i don't know if y'all heard about um <laughs> i'm about to go somewhere with this you know, uh, the Tupperware lady. Um, so uh, it was a lady at city council, man, you know, and I'm not going to go deep in detail because it's, it's a very sensitive topic. Yeah. But, you know, dealing with RHA and she was, she's got it from the city council was like, because of all the different vast conditions that I'm in, I've had a miscarriage. Mm. And it's, I don't know if anybody like recorded it. coming, bro. I yeah. Know. I mean, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> oh, and she had the baby in a Tupperware. And stop it Whoa. I, she she showed them and she had the Tupperware and she said this is my baby she said everybody else around me right now got babies that they're holding and this is my baby right here it was serious man but when I watched it because I we was there but at, at when she spoke we had mm. I had already left but our director Reggie was still there and our um, administrator Valerie was still there and one thing I saw when you're talking about character, mm -hmm. I saw my director, when he was leaving out, I saw him on the camera. I was because I watched the next day when I saw him on TV, and he went and hugged her mm -hmm. and gave him her his card. The director, wow. and that's big. And that and, and when when I saw that, that's what kind of the kind of person he is. Man, he's big on building relationships, he's big on customer service. He want to help everybody that wants to be helped, that can be helped, you know. So we just do what we can, man. And I'm be honest, we we don't help everybody, you yeah. know. We we do what we can, but man, that connection, making that connection is huge for us. So, so tell us uh, definitely, and, and, and you know me, I'm I'll have those random questions. Mm -hmm. Just get everything out of you. But um, tell us a little bit about your background. Like, how does your back background influence your current career? Man, when I, in my interview, and I only I know this is a you know. Taking a chance, you know. Sometimes I tell people, you got sometimes you got to take a chance in an interview, you, gotta know, take a chance. you know, and just throw something out there. Yeah. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, I feel like I've been working for free for the city for years. Hey. <laughs> you know, I said that's what I said about interview, but I, but I didn't mean it in a in a negative, um, in a condescending way. I meant it in a way that, hey, what I'm what you asking me to do here, I can definitely do it because yeah. I've been doing it for years without getting paid. So. For you to pay me for this, this is great. I'm you gonna know. work harder. Yeah, I'm gonna work harder. <laughs> you know, and it and it opened up so many doors. So, um, man, I've been a part of so many different things, so many organizations. I've been working with the police department for years, doing different things. Mm -hmm. I'm a big part of the RV League for Saver Streets that's coming out. I big, I wanted, big I shout wanted out, to talk about that. Yeah, a big shout out to RV League for Saver Streets. Paul Taylor, Clovio Lawrence, Jawad Abdul, Chief English. Uh, Robert Morris, all them guys, man. Even Ray Chavis from Parks and Recreation. We all sit together and meet. And big shout out to Chief Alfred Durham, man. You know, it be, they we all come together, man. And just big shout out to that. You know, I've been doing work like that where we are um, helping people, you know, come together to decrease crime. And the good thing about it is with me working, that's why I say everything God ordained because we're everything that. I wasn't doing last year that I am doing now. I can really help people get jobs now. Like I, I don't have to 
call a Reggie Gordon in or somebody else in to try to present about getting a job. I can actually. That's what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So last year we, we called Reggie Gordon in before. And that's actually how I got, got hired. That's when I first met him, you know. Mm. And that's why, man, you, that's why, man, I ain't trying to go to But you got to. You got to be obedient to the Lord, man. Come on, Travis. Hey, come on. I do it. I'm trying to hold back, man. I knew it was coming. Let's go. But you got you got to be obedient, man. It's so listen, listen, people. The reason why so many people are caught up in so many situations because God is speaking, mm. and people not just being obedient, man. People are so far gone and so caught up, man, and stuff that they're supposed to be caught up in. But man, you when you that's why it's important to be. Up under a, a, a pastor with an anointing, a spirit-filled pastor that could teach you that word, man. Because I'm big on that. I'm a big on accountability. People run away from accountability, but you supposed to. It's, it's it saves your life, literally. So what I want to do, I, I do want you to go to Black Panther. What a transition! But <laughs> you know how we do. We do questions off the fly, and I and, and I like that Travis went there because, as you know, in this day and age. Um, everybody's not going to church. Everybody's not. Uh, people believe in different things. They, right. um, they, they, they live in various types of lives. Um, our podcast reaches all kinds of people. Right. And then we got a backing, like beautiful backing, like in lifestyle that the podcast can't go to Africa like it ain't nothing. And so, just in me saying that, like, um, how how do you? And this is you. You have your own faith in your own belief and then you also work for the city where I know you know you can't really push it like that right how do you maneuver when you go to a Gilpin court and for those that's not knowing Richmond that might be like a project that's a project in Richmond um or low-income housing how do you go to a Gilpin court um Creighton court and you helping somebody you working but let's just say you feel like there's something else that you might need to talk to them about um how, how are you able to do that in that in that community and and not feel kind of awkward about it or let's say they say they're not a believer or they never had the opportunity to you know worship somewhere like how do you maneuver through them type of conversations because look in building relationships you got to be able to talk to somebody that, that's ain't on the, not on the same level right not saying belief anything and, and to be effective to be able to reach all those people what do you do so my um mentality is i don't push nothing down nobody's throat I mean, my I'm a, I'm a walking billboard for Christ, and so I don't have to beat you over the top of the head with a Bible. My lifestyle, the way I love you, you know, the way I talk to you, the way I communicate, the way I actually return your phone calls. See, a lot of people only return phone calls, yeah. man, and and that's and that's a part of me. that's <laughs> that's a part of, a part of witnessing, man. And people, you know, that's integrity. Man, that lady yeah. called me mm -hmm. last week. She called me, and I returned her phone call. I don't think I don't care who you. I don't care if you're the president. Mm. I feel like, you know, if you can't make that phone call back, get somebody to make the phone call back because we're we're dealing with people, and it goes to even small things like that, man. And then people wonder what's different about you, man. And, you know, and yeah, you know, I don't care who I work for. Mostly, you know, the most important person I work for is God. You know, so when people ask, I don't. Again, I don't push none down nobody's throat, or I don't, you know, uh, do you know do too much. I just let it come to me. And man, when I'm in those situations, a lot of times, man, be honest with you, people look at my band. Oh, you go to Mount Gilead, or they bring up the conversation, and then I share with them. So, the bottom line is, man, yeah, you know, I, when I'm in those situations, I let my light shine. You know, I let I let I let the Lord do the work. 
I just, I'm just the vessel. I'm just the mouthpiece. And I just, you know, um, sometimes, man, it was a situation, you know, I, I may have to pray for somebody, man, you know, because the most importantly, I'm a minister, man, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, I don't get caught up in titles because I was a minister before I got licensed. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was... I didn't have to have to have a license to do the work, and that's why Bishop actually licensed me because he was he. Everybody got licensed. He said they're already doing the work, mm. you know. So it, it's, it's really not about titles. It's, it's about your lifestyle and people that know me that know they know I I, I start praying in a heartbeat, you know, no matter where I'm at, you know. So it is we again is a big thing for people who don't make it a lifestyle. But when you make it a lifestyle, make it a part of your daily walk, man, I'm a walking Bible. You know, I'm not saying I know all, you know, the scriptures or whatever, but it comes out. And I may, even when I'm teaching workshops or whatever, I'm doing different things, I may say scriptures and does, don't say it's Genesis so-and-so. I may just yeah. say the scripture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's all about how you live and how you, how you walk. I think people get turned off when people um, are religious. Oh yeah, you know what I'm sure. saying, and they yeah. just try especially to, in this day and age, they yeah, sure do. Like, yeah, but when it's a part of your, it's a part of your love and your love walk, man. It ain't nothing. And people that don't want to hear, I say, okay, God bless. It, it, you. Let me ask you. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and then I'm going to follow. Because I was going to say, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Is he kind of leading to the foundation joint, and then we yeah. come back? Well, well, I, I was thinking about that, but I did a video maybe almost a year ago, and it was uh, put up on M Lifestyle, um, maybe even our M Talk page. And I noticed that it's been kind of a thing over the past several years where it's like a woke movement or people are like saying they're conscious. And what I'm noticing is a part of this movement is kind of like a return to where people may be studying maybe indigenous African customs or religions or what have you. But it, I kind of feel one of the, the, uh, the side effects of that is it's kind of like, well, let me tear down Christianity or Islam. And, you know, I guess a question or just a point I want to bring up is... Uh -huh. I feel that, you know, one of the reasons maybe like younger people may kind of uh, deviate or leave the church, I feel like it's a thing of not looking at the black church in its totality mm -hmm. or just the church in general as in, in its importance. And I feel like that kind of that little movement, if you will, is kind of causing people to be more castigating and critical of Christianity and not really realizing the scope or the magnitude of how this religion helps people on a daily basis. Like you're an example, mm -hmm. you know, just the way you carry yourself and you interact with people. And so it made me think about that video because in the video I said, you don't have to be intelligent or woke or politi politically conscious and tear down Christianity or bash down Islam, you can still be politically conscious and, and woke, if you will, and accept, you know, your brothers and sisters who are Christians because it's a lot of good work that people do in the community and it shouldn't be overlooked because of religious differences. Um, so that was the thing I wanted to point out there. But changing subjects, uh, Black Panther, huge movie huge cultural significance right now at the moment over probably um, 800 million uh, well Oyen, when he wrote his article and uh, our chief editor wrote a great article you can go yeah. to mlifestyle.org yeah. and it's uh, called um, Black Panther More Than a Journey to Wakanda um, and in the, when Oyen wrote the article he said globally it grossed 426 million um, but I read this morning now it's at 780 million global. I thought it was close to that 800. Yeah. yeah. They're killing it. Yeah. So with that being said, we're seeing a um, lot of black people, and this can go to both both of you guys. Why do you feel that um, African-Americans, black folks in general, why are we so 
attracted to <laughs> Black Panther. Why, you know, you see people that they're going there, they're wearing the dashikis, the mud cloth. Like, why do you think so many people feel prideful, especially black folks, about Black Panther when it's just really a comic book movie at the end of the day? Yeah, so I'll, t- I'll take that. And, I, and then I have a kind of a, a counter question that I want to hear from y'all, too. Um, because I've been seeing people post, like, using seeing all this positive stuff. You know when people post positive, the negative come, too. Yeah. So the negative they were posting was, like, people were saying, like, people wearing dashikis and people getting dressed up and they calling themselves Wakanda and they doing all these poses. <laughs> but then they still promote fights and violence, all that stuff against their own people, and they were talking about the hypocrisy of it all. Um, so I did want to just hear from y'all on that too, but just, I think the movement, I mean, we know it's a comic book, and I hope people, well, I hope people know it's a comic book and things like that, <laughs> but like, um, it's just, it's, it's us being able to represent ourselves, like so many, for me, I can't speak for everybody, but so many times we see uh, us represented, the narrative, you know, in a negative light, not only on TV, but when you talk to your brothers and sisters, you talking to the right ones, they speaking stereotypes into existence as well. And they and they saying negative things about us. You know how black people do, you know this and that, and it's something negative. We got something right now, I believe a black uh director and all black cast besides yeah, the Ryan one, Coogler. Yeah, Shout yeah. out, man. Besides the one white brothers in there, but he was doing yeah. his thing too. And uh and, and, and we doing our thing, it's something positive. Um we're celebrating our culture. Like how can you be mad at that and we came out in droves like we did when Obama ran bro like yeah. we came out there like that so even if it's it could be something bigger for somebody else it could be something smaller I'm sure there's somebody black some, somewhere saying it ain't that big what I'm saying is just if you look at the positive things that's happening from it um, onto the things you don't even think about the fact that people getting employed I mean all black cast like that's rare I mean even stuff like that I, even what you're doing like getting people um, employed and it's the people behind the scenes. You're still getting people jobs. I remember I'm switching subjects here, but I remember when Nori, Noriega was talking about his new TV show, and they wanted to hype up his TV show. Nori said, but hold up. He said, I got about 60 people employed behind the scenes to help me get this TV show running. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that stood out to me, because it's like we also getting people employed. We're showing somebody somewhere that read an article about Black Panther. All black cast, he never did that? What? Mm-hmm. It's 2018. Like, see what I'm saying? Like, that's blowing people's mind. It's 2018. But now we know we can go forward and we create a thunder when we go because we're 800 million now. What you want to say? We can't do it? We did it. You know, so Travis, talk to him, minister. <laughs> <laughs> wow. While I eat. So, so let, me, let me say this. Um, I don't mean to disappoint too many, but I haven't seen a movie yet. Come on, Travis. <laughs> I'm Lord back. Jesus. Hopefully, every time I want to go see it, it's sold out. You know, um, it's, 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 it's hard to get a babysitter. Uh, mm. man. So, when we get one, we try to run. So, you know, but anyway, um, you know, big shout out to my mother in law because she had babysitter. Like, even though it was sold out last weekend, she babysat while we went to Pro Spot. <laughs> Come on, mama. <laughs> All right. But anyway, um, man, this topic right here is, is, is near and dear to my heart yeah. because. All right, so we got a tissue if you want. Yeah, <laughs> but we're here. Uh, it's just we real over here. I'm, I'm trying to really process. Um, it's, it's all right. On one end, it's major because black people um, have, and so for so many years, have been like second class. Like you mm-hmm. know, uh, we the second thought, mm-hmm. um, and, and and it's because of the fact. That um, it, we play a part in that. We we play a part in that 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 reason why people 
you know, uh, criticize us and look at us a certain way. Um, but on the other hand, there's some racism in there. There's some racism in America that also has to be addressed, of course. Um, but this, I feel like this film was so major with having an all-black cast, and it's 2018, and people wearing uh, dashikis and, you know, wearing African um, attire there because of the fact you know, the, it, it was something that made the black community proud. proud. You know, it yeah. made the black community stand out and also offer jobs to the black community. And it also, you know, it also helped the black uh, community think about themselves in a certain way. Um, so, what when my life changed about you know dealing with this topic, I go all the way back to Africa. Actually, um, one thing about my church is we do a lot of missions, mission trips. And mm -hmm. thank God for our man of God. I think it date back all the way to 1996 when he started doing mission trips. And he sent mission, I think it was him and maybe somebody else that went the first year. But after that, he began to pay for people mission trips. So now we, we total over 100 people that go on mission trips every year, debt free. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay a dime. All you gotta do is get your passport and get some shots. Mm. You know, you on your way if you're going overseas. So, um, so I had the opportunity to go um, in 2012. I went to India debt free mm. um, for two weeks. I went to Ghana in 2015. I've been on a domestic wow. mission trip in New York, in, um, in Harlem, New York. So my life changed when I went to Ghana because I went to see Cape Coast, the uh, the castle. Ooh. Where the slaves actually came in, they took us in the dungeons where the slaves actually lived. Mm. Um, they, when you was in a dungeon, you saw windows at the top of uh, the dungeon where they used to throw out. And I'm, I don't mean to make the wrong, you know, you're eating and everything, but I'm gonna be brother. real with you. They they threw out. So all, if you can imagine, all the slaves being piled on top of each other in the dungeon. And they were, you know, I guess they felt bad, so they'll feed them, mm -hmm. and they'll throw out food. But if you pout on top of each other, you're urinating, or you know, mm -hmm. you have feces, and then it's mixed in with the food. Mm -hmm. So that's why people, you know, got sick. That's why people died. Um, and that was just the first part. So by the time people actually, when they got on a boat and actually got in the, you know, in the ocean and came you know, to Richmond, that was actually, um, those people that made it, had they were spiritually, emotionally, physically strong, you know, and mentally strong because they had to go through hell way before that. You understand what I'm saying? So, um, and, they, and, and I went to a part where it's called a cell, where <clears throat> if you disrespected one of the guards, if you was disobedient, you know, any, in any shape, form, um, you had to be thrown in the cell. They would leave you there just to die. Mm. You know, it was it, the cell had like three doors, and it didn't have any windows. You would suffocate, and you can't get through the three doors. So, I'm saying all that to say, we as black people, I feel like when I came back, I said the Lord began to show me how black people still are living in a slavery mentality. Not on, all, but on. some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why the spirit of poverty. That's why it's a spirit, and it come from the devil, because. Um, some black people are still living in poverty because of the mentality, and you you know you need a, a Bishop Daniel Robinson Jr. somebody of great faith to help pull you out of that mindset because it's a mentality, you know. And 
that's why that lady was there telling them. And, and, and you know, she said, because one thing, Miss I think her name was Miss Taylor. She said, I don't normally dress like this, but I'm dressed like this because y'all, I'm trying to fight and get out of my situation. But y'all keep on putting me back, mm -hmm. you know, and how she, you know, they owe her money. It was a whole bunch of stuff. But the government and, and our people... Even though you're fighting, trying to get out of poverty, uh, some of the people are putting, been, it's like a catch-22. Because, like, as soon as you know about this, Vince, as soon as you get a job, if you live in the RHA, as soon as you get a job, your rent increase. Yeah. You know, as soon as you get a job, your, your SNAP benefits, your food benefits get cut. So it's like a catch-22, which the government have to address. But on a, yeah. saying, in the same token, we as a black people have to get out of the mentality of slavery mentality or poverty mentality or being less than. We're not less than. We're not inferior. We are strong. One thing about, and I'm going to say this. Resilience. We are resilient. You yes, know sir. why? Because we made, if you are a black person in America, you, you are part of that. those people mm -hmm. that came across that water. And that means you're spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally strong. So you can't allow a situation or anything to deter you because you are you have that blood in you. And I know he hasn't seen the movie, but ain't he talking about Black Panther yeah. right now? I mean, because in the movie, it's... Uh and I don't, I don't want to give a lot away. I think a lot of people have seen it, but I know a lot have not. And I know we have to go to your question. Um, this uh, juxtaposition of the... Continent that's, my Africans. Word, that's my word right there. <laughs> the, the Africans on the continent in the diaspora is explored. So, you know, that, that, that's a main I'm point. I'm getting educated. I ain't mean because I'm, I'm like, this brother's smarter. This, hey, listen, hey, listen. Look, I'm getting educated right now. Bro, watch out because we're going to give it to you. You know all about Africa. I'm going to give him one to go to Google and start looking up some words. But, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's explored. And Vincent and, and, and uh, Jordan, they know what I'm talking about. You could have shout my son out on the podcast. Superstar. <laughs> but but um, it's a it's a it's something that exp that's ex explored because um, I don't know if when you went to Ghana because my my friend uh, taught in Accra one summer mm -hmm. and he said that some of the people that he met called him a Bruni mm -hmm. and I think it meant something to the effect of like outsider or mm -hmm. like foreigner or like just kind of like a connotation that like you're not one of us. I gotta take your word for it, bro. And, and, I don't know what that means. And so <laughs> all the, and people are free to, you know, chime in that are watching live right now. Um but uh one of the things in the movie is that when Killmonger goes to Wakanda, before he goes, is you know, when he does the God, I don't want to get stuff away. Yeah. But basically, he's told they're going to see you as an outsider. Okay. So I think that's something else that, that the movie addresses that we have to heal. Because if we're talking about black wealth, black wealth should be interconnected with African wealth and African prosperity as well. Because we're not as diametrically opposed as we'll like to believe. So I just, I think you brought up a lot of great points. You know, you're a deep brother. I mean, look, you got to get ready for him too, Jack. <laughs> But, I like that though. Yeah. Good. Go ahead. But I, 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 I agree, man. Um, you know, it's 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 one of the things that, you know, um man, I, I lost my thought, man. I was about to see some deep stuff. <laughs> I had I had it, but who are you bring it out of? Well look, man, maybe to come back. What okay. I what I wanted to do is this, and I say it might come back because we want to talk about um I just released an article on mlifestyle.org called How Goes Your Foundation. And I was telling uh, Travis offline. Oh, and also you can if you follow him on uh, Instagram, is in his story as well as so like you know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> At Vincentella's wife. So um, I called it "How Goes Your Foundation," and it kind of goes back to the question about 
how do you maneuver around your belief and faith in places where you can't really openly say it? And so that article I wrote, I wrote the whole article pretty much based on the scripture. But I knew not to go hard at that point because I'm going to lose some people. And so what I talked about in the article is basically um, how in Matthew it's, um, it talks about that if you build your foundation on rock and when these winds and these rains and things like that come, it'll withstand it because it's built on a strong foundation. Whereas on the opposite hand, if you build your foundation on sand, when these winds and rains and everything come, it's going to fall. And it said the wise man builds on rock and the fool builds on sand. Now you could just take that and stop there. But how I took that and manifested that into an article was I said those winds and everything are like trials. And it didn't say they might come. It said they're, they're, they're coming when they come. So it didn't even give a question of whether if they might come or not. So we know in life these trials are going to come. Mm -hmm. The trials came to, you know, the people that's dealing with poverty. The trials are still there. People that are dealing with poverty. And if they got a mental mindset of staying in that or their foundation is not strong, they're going to crack and they're going to crumble when those trials come. And they're coming. Mm -hmm. So you build your foundation on rock or on sand. And so I talked about that, but then I also relayed that to our current day and age because it's 2018, social media driven. Mm -hmm. And I kind of compared that that fool, if you will. I'm going to go ahead and say it. That's what the word said. Mm -hmm. um, fool that builds his foundation on sand to that person that doesn't do any real work, mm -hmm. but they just can take a great picture. They can smile. They can take a quote from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's all they do is social media work, which is cool, but that's it. And so... You got another person that's out here doing what Travis is doing, community wealth building, pounding the pavement, um, doing things that I'm doing, uh, fatherhood events, and writing books, and just whatever you're doing, um, pouring into the youth, mentoring, doing it for years, and you've built some substance. I feel like that's a strong foundation. I feel like that's what we need to build on. But in this day and age, you can be the other person, just pictures and quotes, and you got the other person with the strong foundation, and people can't tell off the top. And so when you put them two people beside each other, some people see the same person. Sometimes they put the person that's getting more likes ahead of the other person doing real work because we're in a social media age. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to put the perspective back in place saying, no, when them winds and them gusts and them trials and them things come, that person that don't really do nothing, they're going to crumble. They're going to be done. Mm. And the other person that has a strong foundation is still going to be there. I just, if y'all got any thoughts on, so, on that, so that, with that said, and, and this question is, is to, to both of you, why do you guys think that when you're looking at one's brand, one's business, one's overall character, why has social media become such a heavy influence in bringing validity to one's overall person? Like, why do you, why do you guys think that that's such a heavy factor in 2018? Well, and what wants to answer that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kind of touch on both of you guys in your statement and your question. Um, I think, I th of course, one of the reasons why um, social media um, is, is, is it brings up or it, it shows its validity because of the fact that it's like real time. Um, it's, it's if once something, when something happens people can post it or people can go live and people can actually see what this person is doing instead of waiting a year from now to really find out what somebody's doing. I think it shows, um, you know, it's, it's quality work. If, if it's quality or it's work that's, that's, that's trash, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it shows the, the real time of what's really going on with that person. Um, but the, the, the challenge with that or, 
people who don't really want to do the work, um, they have a challenge because they don't have the foundation. Nobody can, nobody can tell them nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they don't want to receive wisdom. All they want to do is do something or be with this person, get in the, the selfie and take a shot and, and, and have that person, you know, um, they want to go around. They don't want to walk through the fire. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They, they want to do what's microwavable. Yeah. Um, but the, the awesome thing about going through wilderness and going through different challenges is that you learn wisdom. God gives you it wisdom. Broke, yeah. You can't depend on, you know, it's times, man, I couldn't call a Vincent. I couldn't call my pastor. I couldn't even call my wife. I had to, I had to grow up myself, mm. you know, and you, you got to, um, you know, it's something, it's, it's something about experiences. It's something about going through the different challenges that help build you up and mold you and mature you. Um, but the thing about somebody who um, just because what happens with this people who just live for social media they can do they can see what a Vincent White is doing but that's that's Vincent White's purpose that's but that's now that purpose that purpose Come on, brother. so what happens is just because Vincent White might be good in real estate he's showing this home or he's showing that don't mean that that person supposed to get in real estate but but the issue with that is that's what a lot of people are doing they'll get into it but they the thing is they don't have the wisdom Come on, somebody. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, hey, man. You know, hey, they don't have the wisdom of Vincent White because they didn't go to school. They didn't. They didn't have that that customer that cussed them out and you know told them lies and you show up, supposed to show up for an appointment. They didn't go through the challenges. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And what it's happens is it, it, it builds a fortitude of the person. Come on. Um, when you go through the different challenges, man, and and really this this would boil down to God is looking at you and say, "Can I trust you with the riches? Can I trust you mm. with the blessing? Can you be a good steward over steward. what I'm really trying to give you?" And actually, yeah. I really just talk about a message that my pastor preached about a few weeks ago man because we we want the blessing man we want the prosperity but god looking at you like but you ain't even pay your tithes last month you see what i'm saying <laughs> you can't handle it if <laughs> you're not even bigger. obedient over the small things so i can give you much so, so i can make you a ruler over much so the thing because because people act crazy when they get money mm. you see what i'm saying can i trust you with the money so it's awesome about you and your, your son Jordan, right? Yes, it's sir. awesome about because Vincent can give him wisdom. Mm-hmm. Come on. See, Vincent, he can instill in him how to handle because he's going to blow up. I'm going to tell you that right now. I see it all over him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to, and I ain't trying to prophesy to him, but it's really, you know. But if you feel led, my brother. <laughs> Go ahead. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of. It's a part of the DNA. See, yeah. see, see, see. It's loyalty a part, and royalty. It's, it's a part of the royal DNA, man. It's a part. <laughs> it's what's in him, so it's gonna be imparted in him. Come on, it's, it's, it's the Abraham, Isaac, and the Jacob. You know come what I mean? On, it's, a, it's supposed to happen, and his responsibility is to pretty much train him to, to and give him and give him wisdom, and he because see he gonna be the one that tell him see. You go to the left a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. You you getting flattered mm-hmm. by these girls over here just because mm-hmm. you got about seven thousand hits, you know what I mean? And they and the girls talking about you at school. You better cut that out, uh-huh. you know. You, and he could tell. See, spiritually, mm-hmm. that's why it's important for parents to be spirit filled and saved, mm-hmm. you know, because he can see things. God would show him a dream. God would show him some. And Joy don't know anything about it. Joy think he everything all good, but he can tell him what's what's mm-hmm. to come. Mm-hmm. He can tell him that. Hey, don't get caught up in that temptation. And and when this happens, like you said, the storm's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. When this happens, when? this is what you're supposed to do. 
And you know, and, and, and not to cut you off, I just I'm thinking about you talking about putting in the work though. And so what's crazy about this day and age is that they'll see and we stay on the same analogy. They'll see Jordan with the viral video and they'll see Dad behind it hyping it up. And they see that's like the not the end result, but that's the end one at the current time. But they don't see Jordan been rolling with me since he was two. Exactly. I was going to Virginia Beach. I was going to all around Richmond, vending, doing all this stuff. Two year old baby in tote, sitting with me, sitting at the table. Then when he's four, five, six years old, I'm teaching him how to run my table, teaching him how to buy and sell books, things like that. Putting him on a platform, putting him with a mic in his hand. They don't see that. A lot of people can't. You can't. Travis was just talking about not being able to get a sitter. I couldn't get no sitter, so he had to roll with me. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't be at the the club or wherever else somebody was at because I had Jordan right there with me. Mm-hmm. And so some people look at that like an inconvenience. And I didn't look at it like that. But I looked at it like a teaching tool, like a moment. But that's that process mm-hmm. to gain that wisdom. And so now when a video take off or when mm-hmm. Jordan do something, now you're like, okay, you can clap. But you know what you've been through. Yeah. And so it just I think the thing that's bothered me, I know it's pros and cons to social media. I kind of want to hear from you on that. But just it bothered me that there's people that will come on the scene now they might have lived life, but they haven't put in that work in that current uh, subject matter that they're talking about or whatever it is. And they just automatically put themselves on a level because of social media. You can hit that level instantly, but it might be a sand foundation behind them that you can't, can't or cannot see. I say, I say that it's, it's a lot of different aspects because I was listening to what both of you gentlemen were saying just now. And um, a, lot, a lot kind of ran through my mind. One of the things I was thinking about as far as like when we're talking about foundation and we're talking about work, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, even in that sense, it's kind of vague. And what I mean by that is, 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 you know, do we want to look for kind of everybody to move in a similar direction to their particular dreams or their goals? Now, I'm not a person that supports the the social media hype because I think it's very ephemeral and kind of shallow at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, I can't really look at the perspective of the people that may follow that person because where I'm looking at it as just kind of like, you know, you're putting up some quota or whatever, maybe a person's being fed from that in a certain way. Now, that doesn't neglect the fact that you should have tangible things that people can look at. Um, but I don't know everybody's road. I don't know everybody's highway or everybody's path. And so I think it's a balance that's needed. I think that if you're trying to maybe say that you're a community activist, or if you're trying to say that you're a uh, business owner, you can't just be strictly on social media and you don't have a, you know, you don't have you don't even have a LLC, you don't even have a website that people can go to to purchase your products. It's just all like, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm I'm about to be an entrepreneur and it's nothing tangible that people can get from you. But then on the same token, we cannot omit how powerful social media is Huge. in spreading your, your brand, if you're putting out a new book, if you have a message just to give people because right. a message is powerful and if it has something, some substance to it, it can change lives. So I encourage people to find the balance. So I encourage you know, both. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the yeah. balance is necessary. You got to lay the foundation, man. The yeah. foundation is so key. You Like I had to go back to school two years ago to get my master's. You know, I you, you got to put in the work. Mm-hmm. We... You can't live this life and not put in the work, not lay a strong foundation so nothing can 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 come up on it and 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 mm-hmm. destroy. So it's one of the things, man. You you got to put that time in. If you're just looking to start a business or go in ministry or doing thing and just you think it's going to just happen overnight, 
if, I, and I keep on referencing my pastor because people see that he like for example he has a jet now you know he you know has debt free cars you know debt free ministry I mean the ministry was um, 1.6 million dollars was paid off in three months and one week I mean um, prosperity everywhere you know but they don't see what has happened behind the scenes they don't see how much this man has given they don't see you know giving away debt free cars blessing people you know I, I remember I know you will have eventually have Pastor Jay Patrick on mm -hmm. here and 24. I saw I saw one of his uh, Facebook posts about how you know you don't know how many um, how much money this preacher or pastor has given away that's, that's not one. really put out there you know so because they criticize the jet right the, they don't the know the process yeah. though. they don't know the process they don't know how much he does travel you know what i'm saying yeah. they don't know listen to this they don't know that he travels every other week not to preach but to follow his man of God, see, see, wow. and he paid his own way. He paid for the hotel, the, just to follow, just to serve. Every other week, Apostle Thompson, Leroy Thompson, they're going like every other week, and he's he has a uh, money coming to you uh, conference somewhere in the United States. And literally, this happened like a week or two ago. Bishop comes, he came from Zambia, came from Africa. I think he maybe got back Tuesday or Wednesday. It might have been Tuesday. Preach on Wednesday at Wednesday night service. He does this all the time. <clears throat> he was gone on Thursday to follow Apostle Thompson. So that's commitment. That's commitment. That's laying the foundation. That's being connected, man. So, so let me ask you a question, and then, and hold. I want you to take the last one. The, the when we flip the script on him, the last one. Um, but out of all that, so I got a two part question. Uh, number one is out of all the initiatives that you have going on. Uh, which one do you feel that you're involved in is the most beneficial? That's part A. And then part B is what is, um, I guess I want to say, like what is like the, the biggest impact you feel you've made or you plan to make? Heavy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I do when I, I interview people at work, when I ask a heavy question, I say, now you know I can't repeat that for you, right, if you want me to. <laughs> so, yeah, I got it. Um, you know, the first part of the question, as far as I believe you said, what out of all your initiatives, which one is the most, most beneficial? Beneficial. Um, I would probably say, um, probably what I am doing. I would say youth impact, my nonprofit. Um, is it the one with the basketball? No. See, youth impact. That's why I say Youth Impact because it connected me to all everything. Okay. Youth Impact got me because for RVA Lee for Saving Streets, Youth Impact does all the workshops. That's why Youth Impact. When I had I've been doing an annual conference for five years. Jawad Abdu, when he got out of jail, uh, out of prison, served like about 19 years in prison, something like that, about 20 years. When he got out, I was facilitating a group at District One uh, for those who just got out of incarceration, and Jawad was a part of that group. He used to be a former gang leader. Over, uh, West End and the Lord just had me to ask him do you want to sit on the panel I put him on the panel with Chief Durham uh, uh, Pastor Don Coleman Lamont Bagby I put him on a panel at the youth Heavy conference too. I know but I and, I and I had all three of them and I, I never said who Jawad was yeah. I just said I got a secret weapon that's going to yeah. be on the panel mm. Jawad literally fresh out of prison fresh out you know all kind of words right and, and, and he sits on the panel and rocks the panel I knew Word. Because of him being in a group and his passion, his heart. So, 
speed up to two years later, he calls me and want he, he him and Paul Taylor had been planning to do R relief for Safer Streets while they was in prison. He said, T, man, you'd be the perfect person to do all the workshops with. I just want you to be a part, man. So you see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's how I got a part of R relief. So because of youth impact. It connected me to RV Lee for Saving Streets. Because of Youth Impact, that's how I got hired for the Office of Community Wealth. But that's why I was saying be obedient. Because I've been doing Youth Impact is out of my heart. Now as a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Now it connected me to all these things. But I just being obedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I just been in the Youth Impact is all about bringing people together to help those young people to not be truant, not be criminals, and to connect them to positive organizations. But it helps to bridge the gap between the church and the secular organizations. So what kind of impact you plan on making? Man, I, I I want to... Have you thought about that yet? I know you're kind of fresh in your role and everything. I, I have, man. And actually, maybe this this can help me. Yeah. What's in my spirit, now with Youth Impact, I want to I wanna make it, you know, go national. I want to do some things for human trafficking. It's in my heart, man, to... There you go. That's, that's the next move for okay. us. Um, I actually got somebody I, connect, I can connect you with. I need somebody. Uh, I, I, no, I'm serious. Like, uh, you, um, Yawande Austin, do you know her? Mm-mm. I'm going to connect you with her off air, but she's heavy into fighting against human trafficking. She's in Africa all the time. We did an article on her. I need, because I want to. I'm talking about heavy, bro. That's your connect right cause, there. Because this is what I want to do with, with that. God, because honestly, I'm going to just be blunt with y'all to tell you Come, how, what how, you need, brother. <laughs> So my daughter's nine years old, right? I've taught human trafficking. I didn't know anything about human trafficking, right? And mm-hmm. at first, right? Um, when I got to Mount Gilead, they did a prayer rally for human trafficking. And I went to the prayer rally. I was like three hours just praying and, and, and worshiping, praying. Then I began to learn more about human trafficking. So I learned what it was, uh, sexual slavery. And you know, it's, it's heavy overseas. It's like a multi-million dollar, or maybe a mm-hmm. billion dollar industry. Um, so I learned about all that. I even taught a workshop on it over the north side with this organization, right? But when God put this in my spirit, I started looking at my daughter, and she's nine, and I'm seeing how she's developing early, or just developing. Keep it real, bro, because that's like, real. I'm looking at her like, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. And so in my mind, I'm like, girls at nine and ten years old it's get different there, bro. abducted. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at my daughter. And I'm like, and that's my heart. That's my first boy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and you know, parents are losing their kids at this age. And I, this is what I said. Mm-hmm. And God began to show me the next wave for youth impact. I've been doing things here in Richmond for years, five years or whatever. I said, now we need we need to travel. And Ken Jones, I can have my youth impact at the um, last conference. Where he 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 he, I went to Atlanta, hung out with him and everything. And I said, man, can you do this tour with me? So when I do it, Ken already said he gonna roll, he'll roll with me. Come on, bro. But the thing about it is, we need the money, we need the funding, we need the connections because I don't know everything about human trafficking. So, but I know there's a need. I know when God showed me something, he don't give me all the details, but he give me the plan. He showed me how it can work. And it's a kingdom plan. It doesn't, everybody's not doing it. I'm about to get you connected right now. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not doing it. So I know it came from God. So we're going to travel the country, going to especially urban areas where a lot of these girls are getting abducted in Atlanta, in Philly, in New York. And, you know, go to these areas 
those human trafficking agencies that's in that area, we want to bring them together, man, and, and offer these resources. Because a lot of times, people are being trafficked, and they don't know they're being trafficked. Like, these uh, people are on social media, are on different websites, and these men are trafficking after them and try to abduct them. And, they, you know, they hide behind who they really are. And next thing you know, they're gone. Mm. And 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 they these young people and these parents. See, we got too many loose parents out here. We got too many loose kids out here. And these parents let them do any. You where are you from again? You from New York? Southside. Oh, you from? Oh, I say New York. Southside, Richmond. Remember? Okay, yeah, that's right. But I don't know. I was even from New York, but or experienced New York before. But I did. So I did spend some time in New York. Okay, though, yeah. but so you know, I th- I thought I heard you say that before. Yeah, yeah, you know that you can ride the subway at ten years old, eleven years old, and you basically independent. All by yourself. All by yourself, yeah, right? Exactly. So this is these are the things that we gotta get the education that we gotta get out there. So that's what I, that's the next move for me, man. I I, I want this out. Heart passion because I'm looking at my daughter every day mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, and it just it's a heart, and that's what this thing about Christianity is all about, man. When you know you gotta be passionate or compassionate about other people's problems, man. It's not even my problem, mm-hmm. but I know other people are dealing with this stuff, man, and it, it need to be healing. Before we, before we before Holy go to hear Holy goes to his question, and then it'll be yeah. the final question because um, we we about it at, at the uh, time right now. But okay. I say. Sent you a text already. I sent you the article on the person that I was telling you about, so okay. you can read about her okay. and what she do. If you if you get laid when you read the article, and I know you will already, <laughs> I make yeah. the connection. But but yeah. she do that, bro. Like everything you saying, That's she no. been in it for years, and she here in Richmond. She here in Richmond. She here in Richmond, but she traveled and she in Africa all the time. We did a feature on her. I just tell you, but I sent you the M Lifestyle. That's my next feature. And, I, and this, listen, y'all. Everybody hear me. This is kingdom business. Like God showed me this. It, it is. It's not. It's not like that's. That's the difference between what y'all talking about social media and snapping pictures. Yeah. Or, or people just doing stuff just to see because they see other people doing it, or just because they think it'll work to make them some money. No, bro. This thing is a spiritual movement. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? This thing is got to be embedded in your heart. It got to be your purpose, your calling. Out. Look. This is something I don't have to do. I can just be chilling in my house, but I'm willing to sacrifice my life, man, because of my purpose and my call. And then, listen, I'm not gonna. I'm on here to talk about it now, but I ain't gonna do a post until we begin to. You know, you gonna see the work because it's it's, it's been embedded, and that's what people need to do. Find your purpose. Yes, sir. I want to tap into that real quick. Find who you are. Build the foundation, so nothing can knock it down, that's and so then okay. snap posts. Snap pictures and post it. Yeah. Wow. Because until you do that, and then, and I'm going to give another principle. Find somebody, especially get your pastor, and I encourage a pastor, but also even a mentor, somebody else who don't have to be a pastor, to hold you accountable, to teach you, that, to correct you. See, people don't want correction. They don't want that. They don't want correction. And to, to discipline you because they are a huge part. A lot of people now. Pursuing or becoming who they should be because they don't want to listen to nobody. They think they know it all. All right. It's, so it's it's something of what you just spoke spoke about. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and hop into this. Uh, I read a lot of, a lot of uh, Robert Greene and in Mastery, he talks about apprenticeship and the importance of how to mentor. And he studied different figures throughout history who's achieved some sort of mastery. Great book. I talk about it all the time. But we're gonna change gears. Are you? Uh, let me ask you. Are you a hip hop head? You a fan? Sort of. Kind of. Gospel hip hop. Yeah. 
Okay. What you gonna do with that? What you gonna do with that, Hoy? So, let me ask this. What you gonna do with that? Do you have an opinion on Jay-Z? Do I have an opinion on Are you listen to his music? I mean, listen, all right. Let me just say this. I'm not I'm not that spiritual that I'm no earthly good. So let me let me say that. I I used to I used to be I you know, I let me what's the best way? Yeah, I, I, I don't, consume, don't try to be PC. Yeah, I, I, I consume my life with what brings fortitude to my spirit. Mm, okay. What a good response. So so so, so I'm not like, yo, I I hate hip hop. Uh, I love hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I love Jay Z. You know, do I listen to his music like that? Not really. You know, because that's not a part of who I am. You know what I mean? But I, I I'm aware. Okay. I make myself aware. I, I, I listen to certain things. You know what I mean? To to make myself aware. You, I, I do youth ministry. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get to, I get to know certain things, but I don't consume my life with it. You know because so now that he's well, aware. Let me, let me tap into your awareness. Okay. So I'm pretty Rap sure you're aware up. of people making top five lists. So Jay Z recently <laughs> just became the most uh, the wealthiest hip hop artist. He has a net worth of 900 million right now. So I was gonna, I will, yeah. Pick up to Jay Z. I was gonna ask. With that being said, his catalog, concerts, you know, lyrics. Now that he's uh, worth um, nine hundred million dollars, being aware of this, do you think it's arguable? Or people could say that he might be the greatest rapper of all time. Mm, no. Does that bring more? Does the nine hundred mil don't bring a little bit more? <laughs> so so so. I, I don't think. I mean, if you talk about financially, yeah, it depends. On All what, together, everything. I would say this is what I would say. He's part of the smartest rapper of all time because of how he has he has figured out how to you know use his platform mm-hmm. to be able to gain wealth and not just use you know have just in a lane of just. You know, I, I just in a booth rapping, but so, but I, but I also can I, I give respect to um, uh, who is it? Uh, Fifty Cent. He has done that as well. I give you know uh, some other people have done it as well. Um, my man from the West Coast, uh, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre has done this as, as well. I mean, these these I look at Ice Cube. These guys have learned how to create wealth. From using our platform and using our lyrics and using our mind, so I get big ups to them, um, you know. Um, but as far as the being the best rapper of all times, it's questionable. Mm. The reason why is because um, it, when when you talking about for me, me personally. I mean, I always felt like Biggie was the biggest, the best rapper of all time. Let's go, TJ. You know, I mean, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me personally. When I, you know, um, if he would have lived, I, I think I'm not saying he would have be, be the, the the most or the, the wealthiest rapper of all time. But just <laughs> him as we talking about now, and when you talk about rapper, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about gifting. We're talking about you know who they bring are. it back, minister. <laughs> bring it back. So you, we're talking about like oh, you I, know I way you, way more than money. Yeah. So you know you can make a lot of these. This, this is like what we talking about. You can make a lot of money out here, but don't have no, don't don't have no character, don't have no integrity. Not saying, and I'm not relating that to Biggie or anything. I'm just talking about just in general. Like you can do a lot of great things 
but you are nasty somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> or you or you got that wealth by tricking the people and cheating people. You see what I'm okay. saying? Okay, so what I want to do for a second time, because I know some issue with Hoyt would have replied. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, good. I'm going to say, whatever your reply is, we're going to have to take it to social media. We have 59 minutes. I want to finish off with, I want you to let the people know um, in a, in a uh, uh, compressed version, would you got anything that's coming up that you want to share? Keep in mind, this will probably be out in like two weeks or so. Uh-huh. Um, and then your social media handles. So if you got anything coming up, if not, you can just say how they can follow you. Yo, um, as far as coming up, I have, we're really a big part of RBA League for Save the Street. Well, you can still come on RBA game, League for Save, Save the Streets. Street. Okay. Um, you can still, the games start on March 6th. But I know when this come out, you know, it's going to be after that. But the games are every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Tuesday at Celebration Church, Thursday at Hoshitz Recreational um, Center, mm-hmm. and Saturday at Southside Community Center. If you want to see... Wait, a, Tuesday's at Celebration? Yeah. Oh, that's Southside. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every Tuesday, um, games... M- Tuesday and Thursday games start... The workshop start at 6. The, the, well, the games start at too. 7. Um, on Saturdays, I believe the games start at 4. Okay. On Saturdays, the workshop start at 3. So, um, you can follow me. Um, man... <laughs> I was saying, you look, you know he'll get social media. He'll get know his social media. <laughs> I love social media. <laughs> you know, but uh, Travis, I'm on, on on Instagram, I'm Travis Woods Jr. All right. Um, on Facebook, I'm just Travis Woods. Uh, you want me to double check? I don't really check? do Twitter like that. But you want I, me to double check behind you? So you I know for sure. I know for sure. Facebook, I'm Travis Woods. <laughs> and on uh, Instagram, I'm Travis Woods Jr. He is Travis Woods Jr. Yes. <laughs> I see it. But, yo, I... Overall, man, thank you. Oh, Travis out here with 1,700 followers, too, on the sneak. I see you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, look, but y'all, y'all, I appreciate this opportunity. Yeah. Thank y'all so much, man. It's been an honor, and hopefully I was able to help somebody. Yeah, I know you, you were. Know, yeah. um, and this is a great conversation, man. I learned some new words. I might have to look up, maybe have to juxtaposition. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, man, this has been awesome, man. Uh, yo, Go to my website, uh, youthimpact.tv, yeah. youthimpact.tv. Oh, I, I forget. We are launching a clothing line, and that's oh. why I need to get with you, okay. uh, you know, to really push your social media because, yo, I really believe God is using us to, ch- to change, um, to be a platform to present clothes. Let me just say that, to present clothes because we do, we do a traveling fashion show. So, Follow us, man. See what we, we we're gonna be at the Southern Women's Show March 17th. So ATR, big shout out to my lovely wife Latasha Woods and my daughter Destiny Trinity and Serenity. Yo, God is using us to change a lot That's of stuff. Some powerful you names too, bro. Yeah, praise <laughs> God. So yeah, man, we're gonna be out there. ATR, big shout out to North the Runway and uh, God is using us, man. Word. All right, all right. You can follow me Hoy Kuwaiku Timbers on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow me at uh, host here, Vincent Ellis White, on everything. Twitter is Vince Ellis White. This episode 30, we wrapping it up. Shout out to my guy, TJ. And I did speak. Uh, he had me as a guest uh, presenter at um, RVA Save the Streets, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it was a beautiful time. I'm going to tell y'all, if y'all local in Richmond, get out to those games. The games is hype, too. Like, I'm telling you, you have a ball at these games. So I plan on catching one of those as a celebration myself. Again, we thank TJ. And on that note, we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.